0: Hey there, welcome to the Attractive Christians podcast where we make Christianity a little less repulsive and a little more attractive and beautiful. I'm Annie, one of the producers. This week, the guys talk a lot about movie wrecks with a few spoilers to some older films as well as the controversy over the new Lil Nas X music video. Then Ethan shares a little reminder about how God loves a humble and broken heart. As per usual, don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you like to listen, share the podcast with a friend, and reach out to us on all the socials or send us a Gmail. Let us know your thoughts about today's episode.
1: And we're back. Wow! Nice, you nailed it. Did I? (laughs) Good timing. Yeah, not Uh, bad timing. (laughs) Hey, that's a really good book. That's my wreck this week. Is my own book bad timing? (laughs) Oh, is it actually? No. Oh, (laughs) but um, I'm Ethan Renault. I'm
2: Tucker Lamping,
1: and in the studio we've got Krista Baker with us and Jules. Say what's up, Jules. What's up?
2: Yo, what's good, Jules?
1: Our camera good, women, Krista? and we also have our attractive producers, Mark and Annie.
2: And just if you think we're not egalitarian enough, they volunteer for this. We don't play those uh, like women can't be on the mic or anything. We actually force them to be on the mic. Yeah, we we're set so it up. egalitarian. We tell them what to do.
1: I feel. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people might not know what the word egalitarian means. Yeah. Do you want to explain it? Yeah. Basically, there's two extremes of thought on that, which is like complementarianism, meaning men and women complement each other. They have complementary strengths and
2: specific roles. Yeah. Well, I was getting to
1: that. (laughs) Men in the church setting, at least, are the like leaders, teachers, et cetera, elders, whatever. And then um, you have the women who provide a lot of other roles like caring and nurturing and all sorts of other stuff. <laughs> but egalitarian means that they're like equal. Men can lead. Women can lead. They, they, can, go, they can go either way. Mm-hmm. But how would you say it? There's not like specific division between the giftings or the particularity of the genders.
2: There's not like a hard line yeah. where women can't be teachers and men can't be nurturers. I got sure, not know. Yeah. I mean, they both
1: a... could 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 serve in either role. Yeah. And there's a spectrum, I think, too. They're always egalitarian is. Yeah. to complementarian. You've got
2: extremes, you've got middle line. Yeah. You've got where they're basically saying they're one thing or the other, but they're kind of just merged yeah. in
1: the middle. Also, in the intro today, we'll point out that there's a worship. Like worship and prayer service happening downstairs tonight, which is a special event here at this church. So that's kind of cool. You might hear them in the background. (laughs) I can hear them in the headphones. So if you hear singing in the background, that's why, (laughs) because there's a service going on down there. It is kind of nice,
2: like the the hallowing echoes of a worship service in the background.
1: Kind of yeah, it makes us it makes it feel like it's a. Like you're hanging out in an old school Catholic church with Gregorian chants happening Ooh. in the background or Have something. Have you
2: ever been around for uh, like a uh, church service with Gregorian chants? Actually, yeah, in Scotland. No way. In one of the cathedrals. Yeah, I went to one in England. Nice. So cool. So cool.
1: hmm
2: Yeah. It's actually like one of the most beautiful worship forms.
1: Yeah. I also, too, think we should name what we talked about earlier today. Yeah. About how like we don't – I feel like we, we don't want to risk – I feel like this is the second time we've had to clarify this too. <laughs> we don't want to just be like critical. Mm-hmm. Like if we're trying to be attractive and highlight the beauty of things, we don't always want to come off as critical. And it's hard to both condemn the actions of certain church leaders, which hurt a lot of other people, but also stay positive <laughs> about a lot of things. Totally. You know?
2: Yeah, that can be a difficult ride to line line to ride. Mm-hmm. Um. And more than anything, it almost kind of like gives certain church leaders and those like individuals. I don't know. I feel like it's like an ego platform. When everybody kind of just attacks them, they have this sort of like sense of boosted self righteousness. Kind of like know? all
1: news is good news. Yeah, thing, you know, or all so press I think is good that, press.
2: I think that to an extent, also like the uh, the less we highlight the faults and wrongs of certain individuals the more we can highlight the good that's going on elsewhere and maybe see and find beneficial and good things out there as yeah. opposed to the negative things, which there are a lot of negative things to going on in the church. That's not to say that we can't find the positives.
1: Yeah, not just critiquing the bad, but also highlighting and elevating the good, mm, the yeah. good stuff going on. Yeah. yeah, anything else we have to cover in the intro in the doors open segment? I think the doors are wide open. So <laughs> the doors open, the, the angry mob is ready to stampede in. Get your pitchforks ready, folks. Okay. Um, yeah, let's do some wrecks.
2: Oh, I've got a good one this week.
1: Run, 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 rex. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, Anna and I last year. Actually, I'll, I'll, let me, let me give you a little backstory on this. I know you love my backstories. <laughs> so Anna's dad is like six, five, big dude used to play rugby. And you still married was like, her? Super jacked. Yeah. He's super nice. He's like a teddy bear. Okay. Um, he'd never, he, I know. He wouldn't listen to this. So I'm not too worried.
1: <laughs> Shout out Ted. What's his name? Joe. <laughs> same, same thing. Teddy Joe.
2: Um, and he, uh, is like, you know, back in the day, dude, like massive guy. So anyway, he he always had this thing for um Jack Reacher. Have you ever, like, you know about the books and the Oh, yeah, I've been
1: watching and... the show on Prime. Okay, yeah,
2: so that's my rec is the show, oh. Jack Reacher. But he would, like, hang out. Uh, Like different jobs. He, used to, he does like carpeting stuff. He was, he'll like go to the job site and measure stuff. And some guy was giving him crap, like, Oh, you ever read Jack Reacher? Like, you look just like him. And I was described in the books because in the movies, it was Tom Cruise who's like, Not 6'5, he's like 5'6. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, They got tiny. the numbers backwards. <laughs> <laughs> they, read, they misread it. Um, so. <laughs>
1: oh, and this he, guy's only supposed to be 5'6. He Let's hated Tom the Cruise. Tom Cruise movies
2: <laughs> so much because of that. But like, some dude was like, yeah, you know, you look just like Jack Reacher and he like always loved it. And so then last year when the first season came out, Anna and I watched it and we we're like, dude, he's gonna love this show. So we like watched all the way through it to make sure that he would love it. And we actually started like really enjoying it too. Yeah. And then uh come to find out, that actor something Richson, Paul, Rich, Alan, Alan Richson. He runs like a, he does like a Rickman. Rickman? Rich, it's, I think it's Rick, Richson. Okay, now I got to look it up. It's Alan, Alan Rickson or something. Alan, Alan, He's dude, Alan. Jacked Reacher.
1: I know. Oh, it's St- Al You're right. It's Alan, Alan Richson. Richson. Say man. that five times fast. So
2: he, uh he runs like a devotional ministry thing on YouTube. I've watched a bunch Insta of those.
1: Church. Yeah. I've watched a bunch of those. I have mixed thoughts. Yeah. What are your thoughts? He's like, it's hard. I think he's, from the ones I saw, he's trying to appeal to everyone Mm. and not say any of the hard things that some, that I think Christians are, Hmm. it almost seems like he doesn't stand for anyone. And he's kind of against any Christian that would stand for anything. Hmm. Like being so welcoming, which is a good thing to his credit. It's great that right. he's trying to do that to the point that it's like, I would never tell anyone else how to live or i never, God doesn't want you to like change or be any different. And it's like, well, I don't know if I heard those ones. They were like, like a year ago. Like when I first saw the really? first season, I, I saw some of his videos. Oh, okay. But yeah, tell me about the ones that you saw.
2: I saw a couple recently. One was he was like countering like an atheist's, approach to christianity
1: was he fighting them like in the show
2: <laughs> like that shower scene <laughs> which one you don't remember that did you see the show you mean Maybe the one where they up make scene? love yeah that's oh fun. my <laughs> gosh oh my gosh no there's this like prison shower scene where he like beats the snot out of all these
1: dudes like in the first or second season? first season I don't remember the first. Oh, I only dude, remember the like, steamy shower uh, scene <laughs> in the first season. Of course,
2: you do. <laughs> he, uh, no, dude, he just like uh, brutalizes these guys in the shower, in like the prison shower. It's pretty, it's pretty gnarly. We've all
1: been there.
0: <laughs> Wait, is that when he falls um, on his cot afterward? And he's just like covered in blood and just like flops down and he's like. Yeah, yeah. he's like,
2: he's, he puts the sunglasses back on even after he like yeah. beats the crap out of all those guys. It's actually pretty hilarious, but I, uh, the ones I that I saw that recently, for some the ones that I saw recently of his were actually pretty, I thought from the little that I saw, I've only watched like three of them and okay. they're like newer ones. You thought So pretty maybe, solid? maybe he's like come a, a bit further in his yeah. journey there. It think... didn't seem so like I stand for everybody. He seemed very like I'm a Christian and actually like We don't think this way. We think this way.
1: Oh, really? And then one was
2: him countering like people that were attacking him for playing Reacher. Right. And he was like. That's the first
1: one that comes up when you Google his name.
2: Yeah. That's like the popular one right now.
1: It's it's interesting. I guess this could be a whole different conversation. But like how as a Christian do you come off as welcoming to everybody without affirming every possible lifestyle or choice or decision? Yeah.
2: It's like um, Chris Pratt. You
1: remember Chris Pratt's kind Chris of Chris up? Like when you fry up a little sewer dweller? Oh, my God. You get a crisp rat? <laughs> a sewer dweller.
2: Did you eat any of that in Guatemala? <laughs> no,
1: just dog.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> just a little dog. Um, but uh, where were we?
0: Chris Pratt. Chris
2: Pratt. Yeah, Chris Pratt. (laughs) Crisp rat. Crisp rat. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I hear. (laughs) Crispy rat. Um, uh, (laughs) Crispy bacon. (laughs) Uh, He kind of had that like he was like Mr. Christian in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of saw him fizzle that out a little bit. And then he got divorced. And then he got divorced. And then he kind of like he still would say that he's a Christian, I think.
1: I don't think he was ever not a Christian. Yeah. From what I heard, and, you know, this is just tabloid speculation, I heard Anna Faris, his ex-wife, was kind of loca.
2: Mm. I mean, I could imagine that. Like, Hollywood relationships are weird. Yeah. But also, I feel like his whole thing was, like, he was, like, super Mr. Christian, like, all about it. Yeah. And then he kind of, like, faded that back just to be, like, Chris
1: Pratt. And I mean, this is just um, stuff that we're looking at from the outside, totally, you know, from his, totally. and
2: I'm not, and now he's that married to Arnold
1: Schwarzenegger's daughter. <laughs>
2: it's crazy. Yeah. And I, I'm not critiquing him as like a person for that. Cause I get it. I mean, you're in Hollywood. I don't know. At the end of the day, it doesn't have to be like the sole thing you're known as is like Chris Pratt's a Christian, you know? Yeah. It's like, he's a good um, actor. Like why not yeah, just he's be a good actor. actor? And, and, and he is a Christian and that's cool. Like it, it's cool that that's just how it is. But. I think that, like, naturally in Hollywood, there's always this weird, like, what's my brand? How do I portray my faith? It's kind of like the pastor syndrome. Like, if you're a pastor, you're, like, always on. Didn't we have a talk about that? Bro, uh, was it last week when we
1: were talking about... um,
2: Like, if you go out, like, if you go out to the... No, I think it was a while back. But like you go out, let's say you're a pastor, right? You go out to get a cup of coffee. Like you're always on, like you're Mr. Christian. Mm. You can't just be like a dude that's also a pastor and like have just normal conversations. Like you're always the pastor. Yeah. Kind of like if you're Mr. Christian in Hollywood, I think like you're always Mr. Christian in Hollywood.
1: Yeah. You're always on. Yeah. And I, you know, I've been a pastor and kind of am right now still ish like shrug and nod <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> yeah yeah I guess you're, I guess you're, you're a, a pastor. pastor yeah I think you're all designated as a but, pastor uh, yeah and I like it because it's like people just come up and be like oh hey I had this question about like I was reading through Matthew last mm-hmm. night and and this this happened to me last week who was it oh it was uh Ximena. she was like she came up to me at the gym this girl I hadn't seen in like a month or two mm-hmm. and she's like oh hey I had a question about Matthew 5 and I was like Sick. <laughs> like I'm glad you're reading your Bible, and that's great. No, it's that's super awesome. Cool. Yeah, just at the gym, you know. Mm-hmm. I love it personally. But, yeah. Um, no,
2: that's awesome, and and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. But I would imagine that, like, you know, at, at least in Hollywood, like you're you're just busy doing things. You probably don't want to be Mr. Limelight, mm-hmm. you know.
1: I haven't watched that video of his where he says like. You know, he plays this dude who is very violent and sleeps around, like James Bond if you haven't seen the show. But if he's a Christian – and I think that's a silly debate. It's like you're playing a fictional character. I wouldn't say – I mean – I guess it does kind of glamorize the violence a bit.
2: I think there is a line there. Like, I don't know. Christians shouldn't be doing porn even if they're like playing a fictional character. Yeah. So like – I don't know. I guess the question really is, you know, to where's the line drawn? And he was making an argument of like, we see throughout human history, like fallen, broken people. And, you know, the, the scriptures aren't about people like that are just perfect. Right. We've got like good stories yeah, and good stories inherently involve like things happening, you know, honestly, I don't think, (laughs) I don't think you could have like a, I, I feel like people would Oppose any Christian actor for playing like Bible movies if they actually, like, just because literally played so much it bad out. Stuff in there's the so Bible. much bad stuff in the Bible. Yeah. I'm not saying the Bible's bad. It's just like bad things that happen. It's well, no, the Bible would be rated
1: X if it, was, <laughs> yeah. if it was accurately made into a movie.
2: <laughs> it would be crazy, bro. So that's, I think that's kind of his argument is like, we're telling stories, stories should be good and beautiful. And this is a really cool story. I guess the question is cool to be a Christian in that place. That's kind of how he approached
1: it. Yeah, it would be it would be tricky if I were in his shoes. I guess he's the he's the good guy, you know, beating up bad people to save the world or killing bad people. And it's like, whatever. You know, he's kind of like wrestling with
2: justice, too.
1: Yeah. But I think the, the thing that would be harder for me would just be playing the the sexual scenes,
2: yeah. Where that's what sleeps I thought around too. And the violence, like that's not. I don't know. I feel like the violent parts, like you're just waving a plastic gun around, basically.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, and some of them are pretty good. Like, you know, I, I like I love an, a good action scene, mm. but you know, if he's like stabbing tons of people, which he does, <laughs> yeah. it's like where's the, where would be the line? Like, but I also love like the Saw movies, for example. Like they're fine, like. <laughs> But they're fictional, and exactly. I think the harder thing is – I don't know. I guess you could make a whole bunch of different arguments. That's funny. I
2: I always enjoyed the Saw movies, but I was always too embarrassed to say it because everybody's like, oh, gross. Well,
1: (laughs) the only people who think that are people who haven't actually seen them. True. And think that they're just like torture porn.
2: Yeah, which (laughs) they have an aspect of.
1: And I will say I have not seen three through nine, so I've only seen three of them. (laughs) But the three I've seen – and based, I, I saw them intentionally based mm. on the reviews of those 3 i've heard that 3 through 9 are just mindless torture yeah but 1 2 and 10 were actually really substantial stories and
2: cuz they were actually trying to like uh, do a story but the saw aspect was like a part of it you know the yeah. torture stuff the torture, the stuff torture was like a very the, minimal it was part, yeah like
1: even the, like saw 1 i oh, would yeah.
2: say is saw 1 was really minor
1: there like it uh, pretty much all the graphic violence happens off screen. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like, like honestly, it's I,
2: like, it's like camera fades or like, like camera twists. Right. And then like, nasty like when he's stuff sawing happen.
1: his leg off, like it's showing his face, you mm-hmm. know, not the,
2: yeah. Which also is probably a budget thing too. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like,
1: <laughs> you know, and it doesn't even show his leg afterward. Like his pant leg covers it. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, Maybe it'd be just, like, PG-13 it if it came out again. I don't no, know. No, no,
2: it definitely wouldn't. Not with the gore in it. But I will say, I think you are you have a point there. It's like, you know, naturally there's there's going to be a line, but it's like, where do you find it? I think like where you find it is, obviously I wouldn't let a kid watch it. Maybe like a teenager in their later teens. I would say like, yeah, it's probably Are you probably talking about fine. Reacher? Uh, Saw. Oh, but uh, just in general, like, you know, if we're talking like, you know, kind of. But the
1: interesting thing about saw and, gore, and we're going all over the place. For this <laughs> we rec- are. Um, the, the first and second saw the reason he was doing these things was because he wanted to like show them how much they need to value or how much they should value their own lives.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's a psychological thriller. Really. Yeah. It's
1: like basically it's asking the question, how badly do you want to live? Mm-hmm. Like, will you live without your foot? You know, like, yeah, is your how and and the one girl in the I don't know if this is a spoiler or whatever, but like she gets cured of her drug addiction because she goes through his his trap, <laughs> you know, like he just found her as a junkie, cures her of her drug addiction. And then, dude, he's she, the hero. You know, <laughs> The moral of the story is we should entrap people and, you know, make them the moral of the story is that's just like the right thing to do. Um but exactly.
2: So I think with Reacher, I, th- I just think it's kind of cool to have somebody that's like actually in that role or like in a role of a popular show now that's actually doing stuff, you know, like outside yeah. of that. And he's not like branding himself as like Mr. Christian. He's just doing his quick little like two minute videos on YouTube. And that's kind of cool.
1: There's like a substantial amount of Christians in Hollywood, I feel like. Like, yeah. like fly under the radar. Like Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, Alan Richson. And uh, Matthew McConaughey.
2: Oh, yeah, McConaughey. You know, like, there's too. some
1: big names. Like, everyone's always like, the Hollywood is the devil's playground or whatever. And it's like, well, okay, yeah, sure. Like, yeah. if you want to look at it that way. Well,
2: we're going to have to get into that more with some headlines soon. But what's your rec?
1: Well, I was also just going to say real quick oh, about yeah. Denzel. I remember an interview with him. Someone asked him a similar question. And mm. he said that, He often chooses characters who might be bad or struggling, but there's some there's some element of redemption in the story. Mm -hmm. So, like, you look at pretty much all the movies he's done, like Man on Fire. That was literally the first one that came
2: to mind because I love that, like, character progression.
1: Yeah. He's like this alcoholic. Yeah. And effectively ends up laying his life down to save this little girl. Um, even he though he's like, like this purpose. violent alcoholic and he does like, he tortures people, mm-hmm. you know, in order to get this kidnapped girl back. And it's such a good movie. It's a, I oh, need yeah. to watch that again. That's that's a good one, one of
2: his best, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but like, you like wouldn't like a, say that
1: that's a good guy, No, but
2: there's like redemption in that story. Exactly. Yeah. He, he generally has those characters. That's a good point. Even like flight, like flight is the mm-hmm. guy that's like coked out. Yeah. Sleeping around. And then he like has this redemption
1: tract. Yeah. Even remember the Titans. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's like the hero. Movie. Yeah, Denzel's a goat. Oh, you know
2: where you know which one he is not? Is Training Day. If I think about it, oh, Training true. Day he's just bad. He's the bad guy. He's just bad the whole time. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, isn't don't you find out he's a crooked cop toward the end?
2: Yeah, well, you think he's just like a cop that kind of bends the rules like a at hard, first, like yeah. just a hardened like LA cop, beat, yeah, like that's street true. street detective kind of dude. Hmm. But then you find out later. This is all spoilers. We're just ruining <laughs> movies for people.
1: <laughs> that said, there's a lot of movies out there. You guys got to go watch. <laughs> we should have Andy put the note in the intro that we spoil a couple movies.
2: <laughs> but we should say that people should watch them still. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, uh,
1: I haven't seen Training Day in a long time, but there's probably like, oh, dude, Training Day is so good. Yeah, but like, even if he's playing the bad guy, it's still a good movie because oh, there's yeah. still like accurate truths in it. Such an incredible movie. Is it love directed by movie. David Ayers? I
2: don't remember who the director is, but that that sounds about right. <laughs> I
1: don't know. <laughs> I gotta look it up now.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good point though. Denzel definitely does that. I'm trying to think of a couple others, but I guess I can't off the top of my head. Oh,
1: I was wrong. It was Fuqua. Oh. <laughs> They've done a lot of movies together because Fuqua directed the Equalizer movies. Oh, did he? Yeah. I haven't seen any of those. Yeah. Oh, those are really good. Really good movies. Yeah, Fuqua's like this action. Ooh. He did uh, The Magnificent Seven, Equalizers, okay. Training Day, Southpaw. Oh, I liked Southpaw a lot. It's a good one. With uh, Gyllenhaal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, shout out Jake Gyllenhaal. He's a. Dude, I've been. What did I watch recently that he was Prisoners. in? Prisoners. Yeah, he was with his. All the all the reviews in that movie were about him blinking. <laughs> a, he blinks like this in the movie. Like.
0: he's so good for his character, though.
1: Yeah, that he, he's just like this. Like what's dude, the word? Like OCD kind dude, of like Jake like Gyllenhaal flies blinks. under
2: the radar. Like he's one of those like actors that's in all these A grade movies that's like considered kind of a lower grade actor.
1: No, I don't think he's considered well, a I guess he's grade. probably
2: considered an A-list actor, but he just isn't recognized as often.
1: He's just not, like, flashy like, yeah, in his personal Yeah, you're
2: right. Life. That's true. That's true. He doesn't have a lot of controversies. He's pretty straightforward. I always liked you think his... he has um,
1: controversy?
0: My students are all Swifties. There's a pretty big Taylor Swift controversy with him. Oh, because he, like, broke up with her or something? Yeah.
1: Well, who hasn't Swifties broken up with her? It. I broke up with Taylor Swift one time.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> 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 I stopped listening to her music. Does that count?
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm at. <laughs> uh
2: what was I thinking about? What's that movie where they're uh cops in LA? It's like all body cam. Oh,
1: oh, 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 training day.
2: No, <laughs> no. End, a, of end of watch. Oh, end of watch. That's it. Dude, that's that good. movie's so good. That's gotta be one of my favorites of his. That's and, a that, uh, really good. and that uh and that Mexican dude. What's his name? He's oh so good. Oh my gosh. He's like in a lot of really good stuff. Uh, I, like no. whenever I see him in a movie, I'm like, Oh, this is gonna be good.
1: Uh Pina? is that Michael, Pina, was Michael right. Pena
2: was yeah. Pena. Yeah, he's so good. I love that guy. Jalen
1: Hall is. I mean, yeah. Donnie Darko, Prisoners, oh, yeah. Zodiac,
2: Nightcrawler, was he in Zodiac or Nightcrawler? Nightcrawler. That's it. Not, Nightcrawler. not Zodiac. Nightcrawler. Yeah, it was, it was like one of the two.
1: <laughs> like honestly, so much good stuff. Mm-hmm. Brokeback Mountain.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what was that other one where he's in the the where, Covenant? No, he's a he's a soldier.
1: The Covenant.
0: The Covenant. Yeah.
2: Is it? Oh, Jarhead. Jarhead. Yeah.
0: It's also in the covenant. Yeah, it's also about soldiers. That one's really good. <laughs> he's just in
2: him. a lot of good movies. Yeah, that's that's true. Anyway, enough about. He was these, in a uh... Marvel
1: movie too, which was
2: garbage. <laughs> oh yeah, he was in the Batman or no? Uh, sorry, that <laughs> Spider Man. <laughs> was he? Yeah, he's, he's in the. the, the he was the villain. The uh, what's his
1: name? The I night. saw that on. uh It was on at the gym. Mag- Magnifico or something. Yeah, something weird
0: like
1: that. I don't know. It was on at the gym, oh, until so really? I saw it, and I was like, ah, I don't John like Hall these movies. Sure. <laughs> well, okay. My rec is actually speaking of big A list celebrity people. Oh, I just introduced both Krista and Jules in the past week or two to all three of the Oceans movies Oceans <laughs> 11, 12, and 13. That's awesome. They're so good. And
2: they actually are. Like going back to them is super fun.
1: Yeah. I have an unpopular take, which is a, my favorite, I think, is 12. And then eleven, and then thirteen. Really? Yeah.
2: I need to show those to Anna. I think that would be a fun like They're watch so through. so good. Yeah.
1: Classic. Good wreck.
2: wreck. Good wreck.
1: But uh, yeah, what was what? What? How would you guys rank them after watching them all kind of back to back? One, two, three. One,
0: two, three. Oh, I don't know. I think I'd go. I almost would go the first one as my top, the third one as my second, and then really? like the second one. Yeah, I kind of liked in the third one. That it wasn't really a heist. It was like a revenge
1: thing. Like they didn't get any money. They Mm -hmm. they
0: lost a lot of money. Yeah. I kind of liked it. I like the loyalty. (laughs) Yeah.
2: The losing of money. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's true. Mm. I think a lot of people didn't like 12 because it was kind of a departure and it was international and they're all over the place. But I think that's why I like it more. It's
2: kind of fun. They're like the – it's like all the scene cuts where they're like – Going on the planes and stuff. And.
1: Yeah, and they're walking around all the cities. And mm-hmm. he uses so many – Soderbergh uses so many like weird, unconventional – like like he does a random zoom-in shot and yeah. like weird transitions and like <laughs> all also sorts of, of that, stuff. like
2: stuff. Mid-2010s like videography styles. It, it's kind of fun. Or, or cinema, cinema, cinematography.
1: That's it. Kind of. It's like – he, it's like he knew what looked bad. Cinemagraphic. Like, you know how they say you have to know the rules in order to break them? Mm. That's what he was doing. Yeah, that's a good point. But like, but then Ocean's 8, I walked out of that movie. It was like so bad. <laughs> I always say, yeah. like, and it's not because there were women in the lead roles. I say that as somebody who respects <laughs> women, you should not like that movie. I respect they gave them, women. They gave them the worst <laughs> roles possible. It's that's,
2: like, that's the problem. Let's dude.
1: make up the dumbest, most cookie-cutter, stereotypical, like, roles for these women and make them as boring and unfunny as possible. And I'm not saying it's the women. I'm saying it's the writers or whoever created this, like, just made a bad movie. It's not directed by Soderbergh. It's not produced by the same people.
2: Well, it's kind of the same problem that we have with a lot of these remakes, like the Ghostbusters remake. Like, they just took a bunch of really good women actors and put them in just, like, a crappy movie.
1: Well, it's kind of like... That's all about women. Like why would you – I don't understand the thought behind, hey, we made these great successful movies with a, a bunch of male leads. Let's just let's just take it and turn it into a completely women-led thing as if it will function the exact same way instead of coming up with an original idea for yeah. women to do. <laughs> you know, like why don't we come up with a new idea instead of just taking something that was men's like Ghostbusters or The Ocean's movies and – being like, now let's just make a women's version. You know, like, yeah. like a copycat type. That's of a good thing. point.
2: It's almost like they're diminishing the ability of women to do a good movie right. on their own. Yeah. So they just like copycat a male led movie from the past that did really well. But like a lot of those movies aren't like all male led either. There's like some strong female roles in some of those.
1: Yeah. I mean, you have Julie Roberts and uh, Catherine Zeta Jones, but they're still like not. Leads, yeah, they're kind of really.
2: on the side, yeah.
1: But then you have other good women, um, uh, what are they called? The, not a series, but like, a, what's it called? Make a bunch of the same movie? No, but like a... a series? No, <laughs> like, like there's the Marvel... Universe? Not the universe. Wow, what's the word I'm thinking of? <laughs> but like, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Franchise? Franchise, Yeah. Like um <laughs> like Charlie's Angels is one. You yeah. know? Like that wasn't a male thing first. No. That was like, oh let's or Kill Bill. Oh, you yeah. know? Phenomenal movies.
2: Awesome you know, female lead. Uma yeah. thurman's weird, but she's a great actress.
1: And there's all those female um assassins in that in those movies
2: too but it's like it it doesn't feel unnatural it doesn't feel like they're just trying to make a bunch of girl bosses to like take over the
1: male movies that did well it doesn't feel like oh here's a male movie let's copy and paste it and just switch the genders and just throw a bunch of girl bosses in it yeah so it's like a
2: it's like a a fake it's like a facade of a girl boss because i know girl bosses and those are like fake girl bosses
1: it's like the stereotype of one, yeah. Without the substance of like, no I substance. actually like this
2: character, you know. Yeah, you're like that is a girl boss. You're like, no, that's just like a stereotype.
1: Yeah, like Uma Thurman and Kill Bill definitely girl boss. a boss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of wrecks that we just dropped. On the... <laughs> some Rex, some Krista, girl attack. bosses. Huh? <laughs> I think so. Some wrecks, some anti Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Ocean's was... Eleven, Twelve, and Thirteen definitely wreck. <laughs> R.E.C. That's awesome. Recommend, but anyway, yeah. That's so. That's my rant about turning male movies female.
0: And as a female, I approve that message.
1: Thank you. So we have heard from all of women. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, Jules. Jules, Jules speak for all women. Jules, Jules and Krista for, speak for, for all, all of women. women. <laughs> I was trying to say it together. Oh yeah. <laughs> for Jules, okay, ready? Jules, Jules and, and Krista, Krista speak, speak for, for all, all women. women. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx.
2: I'll, <laughs> I'll put my approval stamp on that on that memo. Um And
1: also stop turning female movies with just males, too. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think that's ever happened. Has it? No. I'm mm. sure Okay, I'm sure it has.
2: I don't really feel like that really happened a lot cuz it was usually like male movies
1: and then they turned female. I'm going to think of an example and come back next week. And yeah, think of one. You yeah. good with film. Oh, should we <laughs>
2: Tell people what's going on in the world
1: let's do some headlines headlines
2: so in this week's news cycle we've got some crazy stuff going on
1: How crazy is it
2: <laughs> um, dude I mean I don't know there's people out there with human blood in their shoes wait what um, yeah you know about this guy little Nas X
1: <laughs> I thought it was pronounced <laughs> little Nask. Lil Nasx. Masks. Nasx. <laughs> <laughs> Nasx. Hey, um, what are you talking about with blood in the shoes? Lil Nas X, you don't
2: remember that? He'd like he's a so this is a crazy thing about Lil Nas X. Lil Nas Master Nas. marketer. Really good self promoter. True. Super good marketer. He's
1: ultra young too, isn't Extremely he like 22?
2: controversial. Yeah, super he's he's about my age, dude. It's crazy.
1: He's younger than you, I he's think. He's younger than me, yeah. He's 22. Yeah. Really? Pretty, Dang, that's 90% crazy.
2: Sure. So Lil Nas X just released a song so he's kind of been doing this whole like big hype for a song release the song put a bunch of controversy in it and then just like watch all of the chaos ensue he's 24
1: i was wrong sorry
2: so he's about like close to my age but he's just really good at doing this so recently he just released a song i Watch the video for it. I actually wish I hadn't. It's called J Christ. Mm-hmm. It's it's terrible. Just like really, really rough to watch. Like it pained me. But it's honestly just like sad to watch the video. I don't know. It's it's brutal. We'll get more into that. But he uh did he did all this uh marketing for it, it as like. He was coming out as a Christian artist. He dropped a a tweet. It was uh, "Let me into enter my Christian phase" or something, or my Christian era. That's how he put it. And then uh, he did like a bunch of like self promotion on like TikTok. Uh, One of the big ones was he did some video of like a worship song he wrote or sounded similar to a worship song, and he was trying to say that you know he was making Christian music. That was what he was going to put out next. So a lot of people kind of bought on. They were like, "Oh, you know, he's he's going to be a Christian." Doing the
1: Kanye thing,
2: kind of. We we should touch on like the other celebs that have done this in the past. Similar, maybe maybe not similar.
1: Or they they th- they hoped he was going in that direction. I
2: think everybody hoped he was. So he yeah he's like dancing in the street in like a skirt in the video, and he did a bunch of other tw- uh, TikToks that were kind of like I'm going to expose the industry and uh, like. 24 hours just get ready you know all this stuff so there was another controversy a while back because he did a song where he basically like uh stripped and twerked on the devil and yeah then, it's kind uh, of the
1: opposite montero
2: is that the one yeah. yeah so he like stripped and twerked on the devil then he made a shoe a sh- like a special shoe collaboration where they oh, like supposedly right. put like a drop of human blood in the satan shoe at like pentagrams on it and stuff. yeah and he sold it. It was like a Nike shoe. I think even Nike was like, no, we didn't make that. It was some other third party company okay. that like copied the design and then like put blood in the shoe or something. And then, <laughs> so he, he's kind of known to be a troll, right? He's just kind of on the internet trolling people. So all this uh, Christian stuff came out and people started to kind of buy into it. As it got closer to the release, he dropped a uh, picture of the album cover art, said, this one's for the person who had the greatest comeback of all time or something like that. Jay Christ. Right. was the title. Yeah. And then the depiction is like him on a cross and people are like pulling him up. And the video is basically just like a bunch of, you know, celebrities going to heaven and then he's in heaven, like in the stripper heels and, wearing like a choker that says sexy on it. And then <laughs> <What>? he's like, <laughs> and then he's like stripping on the cross and then he's like shaving a sheep and like wearing stripper clothes. It's kind of crazy, bro. So everybody's just like up in arms. They're just like, this is outrageous. Are you kidding me, dude? People kind of lost their crap on him. Uh, and then he did an apology video. I was going to play the apology, but I just wanted to hear your thoughts on all the crazy uh, releases first.
1: Yeah, so I heard about the video and the controversy when it happened. I have not seen the music video, but I did listen to the song and I looked up the lyrics and everything for it. And honestly, I put it on my gym playlist because I was like, it's actually pretty good. Like, there's no, I wouldn't say there's anything insanely sacrilegious or blasphemous in the lyrics of the song. The only thing hmm. he says is uh, be, I'm back like J Christ. You know, that's the only reference to mm-hmm. Jesus in it. And it's like, he's back like Jesus Christ. Like, that's not the worst thing you could possibly say. You know, like, he's like, look at me. Like, I came back. Like, I resurrected. Like, Jesus died and came back. It's like, look at me. I did I did something similar. Now, I I would imagine part of me doesn't want to see the video and see how that is, like, taken to the next level of extremity. Like, oh my gosh, hmm. we're going to elevate this and it's going to be like so twisted and, and all this stuff. But on the other hand, I think, why should Christians be surprised when celebrities do things to get a lot of attention? Mm-hmm. And what's going to get a lot of attention is someone doing something like that, you know, first with his demonic looking music video and now with his sacrilegious imitating Jesus video. right? And I would also say he's not the first rapper specifically to do this. Kanye West was on the cover of Rolling Stones with the crown of thorns on his head, you know, and uh, it was for when he, re- I think it was when he released his song, Jesus Walks way back. In the- no, it was way before. Uh, oh, Jesus Walks before Jesus, Or was that? I don't remember if that was when he adopted the moniker or not, but either way, he had the crown of thorns on his head. On the cover of Rolling Stone, mm. and you, I forget what the blurb said. Yeah, something
2: kind of semi borderline sacrilegious esque.
1: Well, even making yourself look like Jesus and yeah. being like I'm on the same level as Jesus. Well,
2: we see this with rappers a lot too, because you've got Kendrick Lamar just did the the album where he's wearing like that golden crown of thorns. Yeah, on the cover. Oh, um, it's
1: the the passion of Kanye West, <laughs> and like
2: yeah, you can see like that's and him. it's pretty like. Yeah, exactly. I, I I don't remember that totally, but that was well.
1: You were probably three when that came out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Way to age yourself on the
1: podcast. <laughs> it was two thousand six. Roast gets
2: roasted himself. <laughs> that I'm was a yeah. I'm oh not 06. old. I'm
1: just wise. How old would you have been then? In, in 06? in o six, I was fifteen.
2: I was seven. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you
2: like that? Uh, were you
1: actually? Yeah. <laughs> Holy bananas.
2: How crazy is that? Yeah, Yeah, I don't even remember that era. I was twice your age. I remember when uh, the first time I ever heard the Stronger song, it was like the radio edit that had no profanities. Yeah. And I was so into it. I was like,
1: he'd do anything for a Klondike (laughs) and I would do anything for a blonde woman.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is that what the radio edit said? (laughs) Yeah, basically. Um, I think it just blurbed a lot of that stuff out. Oops! Wrong button. No, that's that's probably the right button, really. <laughs> um, well,
1: yeah, making yourself look like Jesus,
2: because <laughs> that's the thing. I don't know the the difference to me that I saw in this was you've got you've got little Nas X doing all this like promotion for it, you know, like kind of playing up the I'm a Christian artist now, getting people in. And then dropping like a really sacrilegious video that has nothing to do with Christianity. It's just like, look at me, I'm coming back, I'm resurrecting an, as a celebrity status. And you the know. song
1: itself didn't um, really. There was it wasn't yeah, like a I, religious I
2: song at all. I didn't find anything religious about that. He just and, had
1: one metaphor and one line that was like, "I'm back, like Jesus." You know, yeah, like yeah,
2: I, I felt the same way with it. It, it was basically like. I would say the video was a lot more disturbing. I know a lot of people like that won't watch the video, but I I, I went through, I watched it just because I was like, I, I got to know what's in this now.
1: <laughs> Do it suffering for the I, podcast.
2: I showed him the views. Yeah, I gave him a, a couple of views for the podcast. But it uh, with the other artists, I know, again, I think that we've got people kind of like depicting themselves in a sacrilegious manner. I don't feel like we had a lot of with those artists and even Tupac, like Tupac did the Machiavelli album. Where it's like him on a cross, but even on the bottom, like they're like this is in no way a you know, uh, uh, this is in no way like a an, an insult to you know religious or Christian symbolism or anything like that. On the
1: cover of the album,
2: yeah, yeah, it said something like read something on the bottom like that, like they're trying not to kind of go to that extreme as like we're we're putting. Tupac on a cross, but this isn't like, but not or, like that. But Jesus, but Tupac <laughs> isn't Jesus. Um, yeah, exactly. That's so, really
1: interesting because it makes me think about this shift that has happened. I forget exact like sociologists have a year, and it's like really recent. Like basically from twenty, I don't know. I'm just gonna go off the top of my head. Like up until like twenty thirteen or fifteen or something like that. Hmm. Christianity was generally seen as a good thing. It's like, Mm -hmm. I'm not a Christian, but they have good views. They have good morals, good ethics, whatever, right? But up until that year, there was a shift. And within just a couple years, it kind of flip-flopped. And I've experienced this myself where, like, Mm -hmm. I'll meet someone. I tell someone I'm a Christian and it's like, oh, how could you possibly be so bad, and yeah. like it's not just neutral. It's like now being it's a Christian extreme. is a bad thing. Yeah. In just a couple years that has changed. And so like with Tupac, it's interesting that they didn't want to like get on the wrong side of Christians. Be like, no, no, we're not trying to do that. Whereas now it's like let's just blatantly mock Jesus, you
2: know. Yeah. It says in no way is this portrait an expression of disrespect for Jesus Christ. Hmm. The album, the Don Columinati, Machiavelli, the seven-day theory. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tupac, bro. <clears throat>
1: but isn't that interesting?
2: Yeah, I totally think so because you see like more of a comfortability with society to mock
1: Christianity, right? And thats I think that's because they perceive it as not only neutral or irrelevant but negative. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Christian, then you're oppressive Mm -hmm. or you're judgmental or you're homophobic or whatever.
2: There's just a lot of like secondary responses to it. I think part of that is in due to like how Christians have responded to the culture in some ways. And part of it has also been due to just how people that like don't believe in Christian or that just aren't Christians or just don't believe in anything like Christian idealism or. Like I, what? what's the word I'm looking for? Like morality generally tend to have like a maybe a skewed or like misunderstanding around what we actually believe that kind of leads to that, too.
1: Well, yeah, of course. You know, if it were actually yeah. repulsive and <laughs> oppressive, I wouldn't want to be a part yeah, of
2: it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, that's just it. I don't know. I'm, I was trying to find the words for that in an articulate way. But it's kind of sad because, like, Lil Nas X, he's actually really talented. Like, he's super talented and an incredible self-promoter. I mean, that's just—it was insane how much, like, hype he got off of this or just everything he's done. I mean, he's made himself, like—he's topping charts because of this, like, self-promotion stuff he's doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like, um, I like some of his music. Yeah. But I'm read. i pulled up the Billboard article, and it's his response to it. Maybe this is what you were going to bring up.
2: Yeah, was this the apology thing? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: He said, I know I messed up really bad this time. (laughs) I can act unbothered all I want, but it's definitely taken a mental toll on me. And then later he said, I also didn't mean to mock. This wasn't a F you to the Christians. Uh, It was literally just me saying I'm back like Jesus. And it's like, well, yeah, but. That's one line in the song. Why build an entire. Yeah,
2: like you built your whole marketing campaign
1: off of yeah, that. Yeah, because you knew it would draw a lot of attention. Yeah. And maybe he just didn't expect it to be so. Maybe he just didn't think it through all the way beforehand yeah. or something. I don't I mean, know. I think people
2: in the entertainment industry too are like a little bit disconnected with actual people in it to a degree. Like they know what works and they know what gets people going but they don't actually understand how people like actually just think in general. Right. There's, there's some somewhat of a disconnect there. So like in his world, it's probably pretty normal to just like make fun of Christians or, you know, be like, Oh yeah, that's hilarious. You know, we're going to like enter my Christian phase. You know, that's so funny. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the majority of people that are Christians that probably listen to his music, they're like, wow, that's, that's so insulting, you know?
1: Yeah. And I don't think that the response of Christians should be, oh my gosh, I'm so offended. Yeah. Because I think we, didn't we talk about this on the podcast a long, long time ago about how like the mark of a mature Christian is that they're hard to offend. Yeah. Did we talk about that on the podcast? We did, yeah. Or was it just the forum? No, it was here. Okay. Well, um, yeah, it's the same thing. It's like, you don't need to defend Jesus. No. Like if somebody does something, if somebody who's not claiming to be a Christian in in a secular market, you know, in the secular music industry, mocks Jesus, it's not my job, Ethan Renault, to be like, how dare you? I'm going to stand up and defend Jesus. <laughs> it's yeah. like Jesus is big enough to handle being mocked. Like literally the guards did that when they were crucifying him. So yeah. They mocked him, spat, spat on him. And what was his response? Forgive them because they don't know what they're doing.
2: Even when Peter tried to rip out a freaking sword, he was like, yeah. no, 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 no. Like, Let's put that ear back on. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. But that's just it. I mean, it's, it's kind of sad. It, it's sad to see, I think just the whole, the whole like back and forth. It's like, it's like watching your family bicker, you know, you're like, why the heck are you guys doing this? Yeah. Like you don't have to do this, you know? Right. Yeah. Like you've got, or like going to the store and your family members get like, I don't know, have like a weird moment at the store and you're like, okay, this is embarrassing. And now we'd like
1: a weird moment.
2: I don't know. It's like, ew. like they
1: kiss a duck.
2: <laughs> I don't know. They like, maybe they get like weird and iffy about something. Maybe they're like, they get weird and iffy with a server or something, you know what I mean?
1: Oh, um, like I'm embarrassed to be like, seen in public with these people.
2: Kind of. You're just like, okay, a duck. Like you didn't have to do that. Now I'm kissing a duck <laughs> and you're making a scene and now my foot's in ice cream.
1: Now, now she's touching his chest. okay then and my stomach is sick
2: now now i'm sweating (laughs) but it's all in my head (laughs) (laughs) um well it made me think i mean that too right i mean even scripture says uh, paul says do not be deceived god is not mocked for whatever man sows this he will also reap from the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption but the one who sows the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. And I think that that's just like our hope in this too, right? Our response can be one of like, wait a second, you know, I don't have to be offended by this.
1: And you brought some meat into the, into the headline
2: section. <laughs> I always try to, yeah, maybe a little, not maybe not always, but sometimes um, where like we, our response should probably be one of just honestly prayer for Lil Nas X. Like, how, how can we pray for Lil Nas X?
1: Yeah, it's like, I feel like the Christian response in the past decade or two is like, oh, someone in the culture is doing something I don't like. I'm protesting them or yeah. boycotting <laughs> them. It's like, why be so vocal about that instead of, like we said at the beginning of the episode, like, instead of praising good things, why do we always have to be so against mm. things that we think are bad? Yeah. Uh, you know, like— Because like I said, Jesus doesn't need us to defend him, right? It's like if we think – Oh, look at me! I'm gonna save Jesus because someone's making fun of him. It's like, oh, okay. We're not. Little Not Sex is not the first person to do that. Don't you dare mock my savior! <laughs> and, and, and like Jesus survived before <laughs> being mocked. Yeah. Well, he didn't survive one time, but then he rose again. You know. And
0: <laughs> did you forget the yeah. part where he got
2: killed? But then he came back. You remember? You remember that part. So that's
1: he cool. survived. It's no. um, awesome. Oh, there was some meme about that. Or someone tweeted something really dumb. It was like – so. it was like so. oh, my gosh. I'm going to butcher this story now. But it was this <laughs> hilarious story. It, I think it was like a Republican politician and he was like, I'm going to be uh, – it was bad. It was something like, I'm going to be just like Jesus. He won't be able to kill me, something like that. And all the comments were like – I don't know if he knows the story of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus did get killed. Wait, do you remember the fact that Jesus got killed? That's yeah. Like the whole part, of, that's the whole story. Like, oh my gosh, what he was got that? killed.
2: That's not the whole story. That's like the story, though. He gets killed.
1: Yeah. And he does come back. But yeah, it's like, funny. you shouldn't brag about that because you probably won't come back if you get killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch me. I'm going to. Oh, speaking of another movie, have you seen The Devil All the Time? Any of you?
2: i has got I think Robert I've heard Pattinson.
1: There's some uh, Tom Holland freak. I forgot another wreck.
2: Anyway, uh, I'll come back to it. I'll do it next time. Um, Messed up movie. Yeah.
1: Anyway, don't watch the devil all the time. (laughs) It's good, but it's so dark and so messed up, but there's this one sect of Christians in that movie and they're trying to like kill themselves so that they can show God's power, raising them back from the dead. If you watch that movie or if you ever think, Hey, maybe God wants me to do that. Don't. Just don't don't do do that. that. (laughs) Just don't kill yourself or anyone else to show God's power of raising people (laughs) from the dead. That's not the idea.
2: Yeah, it's true. Random. That's a fact. Random tangent that actually has some truth to it. People do weird things. Yeah. And Paul goes on to say, let's not lose heart in doing good for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. So then while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people and especially those who are of the household of faith. So I think that, you know, ultimately we can rest easy as Christians and not jump to these big like, oh, my gosh, little Nas X. It's kind of sad to see him do stuff like that. Um, it's also like kind of you expect it, you know, even when I saw like the stuff coming out where he was like, I'm going to enter my Christian era, you know, it's like, OK, sure.
1: But he was mocking them from the beginning.
2: Everybody kind of knew. And based off his track record, you know, it's like, you know, that it's probably coming. It's sad. And it's like, you know, someday maybe that would be awesome if he actually did have a change of heart like that. Maybe he will. Yeah. Or Shia LaBeouf.
1: That's another one. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. He just got confirmed.
2: Yeah. Super cool.
1: Well, yeah. Okay. Let's, if we could zoom out for a second and recontextualize this. Like, do you think that Christians in the first or second century were surprised when Roman pagans mocked Jesus? Like, no, of course I not. I mean,
2: I think you weren't, there's not a like surprise, but there is, I, I think naturally we as people have that, like, uh, you're kidding me. Like, why are you doing that? You know?
1: But they wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, how could he do that? Yeah. How could he say that? Exactly. You know? Like there wouldn't have been like these non-Christian pagan like they're part of the larger roman culture and they're mocking jesus like why would you be surprised about that yeah and that's exactly what's happening here we have a very secular uh not hollywood what's the word like the music industry yeah very one of the most famous musicians in the pop culture world today right mocks jesus why are we surprised yeah and and why are we then trying to tear him down like i don't think our Are you familiar with, like, there's, like, two stances of Jesus in relationship to culture? It's, like, Christ in culture or Christ against culture?
2: Yeah, I know about this. I actually just listened to a quick little uh, Peter Inns commentary on that. Oh, really? Yeah, he did, like, a quick little snippet on that.
1: Well, I think for people who don't know, there's two ways to think about, like, our relationship to culture. We can either see ourselves as opposed to it and say, like, I'm going to stand outside of culture. All culture is bad, except for Christian culture. <laughs> I'm just going to watch Christian movies and, and be opposed to all sorts of the rest of the culture. Or you say Jesus can actually use culture, secular or Christian or whatever, to to work, you know, to get the mm. gospel out, to reach people, to connect with people. And it's like, why aren't we looking for ways that we can build bridges with people like this? You know, to connect them to Jesus using the culture that they already enjoy and exist in, mm-hmm. rather than just being like, Jesus hates this culture. He's against this. Shut this down. Become <laughs> Christians. It's like, why would you want to become a Christian if that that's your attitude? You just made.
2: <laughs> but, Jesus
1: hates this culture. Kill this culture. <laughs> but I'm, But yeah. that's actually how a lot of Christians view culture is all secular culture is bad. Hollywood is bad. Let's stand against it. All secular music is bad. Yeah,
2: that's it's true. There's like a huge push against anything like going on in the world that's actually happening Mm -hmm. um, because it like is contrary to what I think people idolize as like the perfect culture.
1: Yeah. But then, of course, there's no conversation. There's no engagement. Even when you look at Paul in Acts 17 when he's in Athens. He uses their culture to teach them about Jesus. He you remember that is story that the, um, in Mars Hill?
2: Is he, that yeah, that's the
1: the statue, the statue of the unnamed of the, yeah, god.
2: That's it. That's it. <laughs> I was totally blanking on it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's he, because it's an unnamed god. He uses their um, own
1: statue of an unnamed god to say, "Hey, you guys have been praying to the statue you don't know his name. Maybe it's Jesus that you've been looking for this whole time." He mm-hmm. uses their own culture to connect them to Jesus. Well,
2: it's kind of like, um, even though it's probably like, uh, what, what's the term? Modalism. But the the St. Patrick example, he went and he's the famous like St. Patrick used. Partialism. The, or yeah. Partialism, yeah. And um, St. Patrick, like the famous Patrick goes and he teaches the, the Celts about the Trinity using the clover. But like he's using something that's sacred in their culture. Right. To instigate a response from them. In faith, like maybe the theology initially is a little iffy.
1: Yeah, but he's building bridges, but he's building
2: that bridge. Yeah, I don't think that I think people knock him a little too much for it. But he established something really cool in that culture. Mm-hmm. And culturally, it actually really took and they built churches and they were, yeah. you know, worshiping Christ. You're
1: either building bri- of that you're either building bridges or walls. Yeah. And I think Jesus would prefer that we build bridges to yeah. people in our culture and not walls and be like, no, bad.
2: Well, because even Christians can use the culture for for good today, right? Christians are all over TikTok and social media doing good things. That's kind of going back awesome to what we Christian were talking about. Christian creators, that. yeah.
1: That's what we were talking about during the rec section too. Yeah. Like how many Christians are in Hollywood making good stories and – and it may be communicating, like dropping little seeds of truth here and there, you know, like yeah. all over
2: the place. Or like big transformation events like Justin Bieber or
1: Did you say Bieber? Shia
2: LaBeouf. No, I said Bieber. Why?
1: I thought you said Beaver.
2: <laughs> Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Bieber or Shia LaBeouf.
1: <laughs> Shia, <LaBeaver. laughs>
2: Shia LaBeouf. Shia um, LaBeouf. And... Like these big Christian events for them are like they stand out in the culture in Hollywood, right? So, I mean, everybody kind of now knows in Hollywood that Justin Bieber is like a Christian and he takes it seriously and he's passionate about his faith. And everybody knows that Shia LaBeouf is passionate about his faith and takes it seriously. And they saw where they came from and where they're at now. And that's a really cool like testimony to people that are still actively involved in like maybe the anti-Christian Hollywood Right. You mean anti-Hollywood anti Hollywood Christians? No, I think anti Christian Hollywood. Oh, I see. But what also, you're saying, yep. I mean, I think I think you've got a good point there, like anti Hollywood Christians as well, because they're like, Oh, there are Christians out there doing things yeah. that are good, that are yeah. beneficial. Um, they're reaching people that would otherwise probably not get reached.
1: Yeah, and I mean to say, and this will be my last thing on this, <laughs> and then we should move on. But yeah. if if you're one of those Christians and I, I don't I wouldn't assume any of our listeners are <laughs> because we're too edgy. <laughs> but for those christians who who are like <laughs> like hollywood is just satan's playground and it's just full of like satan just using it to brainwash everyone it's like you're you're in it, you're kind of implying that all the christians who are in hollywood who we've just named are like either stupid or they're part of some conspiracy to brainwash everyone for <laughs> satan or that you're just way smarter than them and they're just dumb right like
2: but also it's it's people that are outside of that experience that are looking in. What? I think that that, that person that you're talking about is somebody looking into this experience that Hollywood ha- is having and the Christians in Hollywood are having and saying, no, that's all evil. But they're like, you know, a thousand miles away.
1: They don't hang out with these people. They don't know these people. Well, I'm just saying, like, if you think all the content that Hollywood makes is just evil. Oh, yeah. I see what you're going Then. You're kind of saying that all these people who are Christians in Hollywood are either dumb and you're smarter than them or, or they're complicit in the conspiracy to brainwash people for evil. Right. And like, yeah, it's just kind of a silly thing to just be like, Jesus would, would hate all of this culture (laughs) and we should just be against it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I got one last thing, one last thing before we move on. There's a really good interview with uh, this guy, Ruslan and Tyrese Gibson. So Tyrese is the fast and furious dude. Mm-hmm. And Tyrese is like hilarious, bro. The guy's so kooky, but the interview is really cool. Cause again, he's just talking about that. Like, Ruslan's pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, Tyrese is saying like, yeah, I'm in Hollywood. Like I don't see any crazy parties. I don't go to them. I don't get invited to them. He's like, <laughs> I don't drink. <laughs> he is. Yeah. And he's like cussing and stuff, but it's like pretty pure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it, you know what I mean? Like when it's kind of like when Shia LaBeouf was doing his like interviews and he's like, dropping f-bombs and stuff but like you see that innocence and like that purity in him is it like
1: is it like an iRobot when Shia LaBeouf (laughs) is cussing and Will Smith goes don't cuss you're bad at it
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no no I don't know I think there's a maybe I just have that approach to it because it's kind of like tender to see someone that's like so passionate about their faith but still has these like tendencies I don't know. I don't
1: anyway. think cussing is that big of a deal, to be honest.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of anti-cuss either. But uh, should we now move on from this head meat, headline
1: meat? To... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's called a brain. <laughs>
2: <laughs> head meat? Head meat.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: this noggin section. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Roggin' monoggin'.
1: Okay, well, fortunately, my meat this today is not very small, so let's jump into it now. Meat, meat, What are you laughing at? <laughs> Tucker's just laughing his little brains out <laughs> over there, <laughs> laughing out his little head meat, <laughs> my little head
2: dome meat.
1: Okay, meat section where we talk about the deep stuff. This is a really small one, and it's actually less theological and mm. more just relevant. Mm-hmm. To uh like, you know, use it in your own life, a little devo time. When I was in college, probably around 2014, there was this guy named we all called him Maju, M-A-J-E-W, because his real name was Ryan Majuski. <laughs> but everyone called him Maju. And uh I didn't know why for the longest time. I was like, Is he Jewish? He doesn't look Jewish. He's this <laughs> blonde kid from the Midwest. Anyway, that's awesome. He uh One day I was on the bus going somewhere out in the city in Chicago and Maju gets on the bus randomly. Like we're out in the city Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, hey, Maju, what's up, man? And he goes, I'm good, dude. I'm good. And I was like, yeah, like what's going on? Or I forget exactly what I said. Like, how are you? Something, And he just with 100% seriousness just looks at me and he goes, I'm learning that it's okay to be broken. And I was just like... (laughs) Like not the answer I was expecting when you just say like how's it going, <laughs> you know? Because yeah. everyone just says good, you know. But he goes, "I'm learning that it's okay to be broken," and in that moment, it just kind of shifted the whole world for me. Like the whole conversation is like, oh, he's actually going deep right now, mm. and we it's like it's okay to to go like that and just say. I'm not doing great, and it's okay to admit that I'm not doing great. And I'm not just going to pretend I have it all together. And it was mm-hmm. good. And I, I don't know why I just always remember that response. It was literally just a couple sentences back and forth after that. But he was just, like, really serious, like, took mm. it took it to a deeper level. And I was like, I respect that so much. And so my me is just kind of bouncing on that. I'm going to read three verses. Like, actually, one I just recently tattooed on myself Ooh, right there. Um, it's Psalm 51:17. Oh, like it says, "My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit; a broken and contrite heart, you will not despise." And I'm just like God. Okay, let me read the other ones real quick. Um, <laughs> another Psalm, Psalm 34:18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And the last one from the Sermon on the Mount. I think it's interesting that the first two Beatitudes, you know what they are? Uh, poor in spirit.
2: And um, what's the next one? I'm totally blanking off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Or those, those who mourn, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah <it's a laughs> I'm like trying to run them through my head. I'm like going through them wrong.
1: Trying to give you a hint, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so the first two beatitudes are: "Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven." And blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And it's like Jesus could have started off by being like, "Blessed are the wise. Blessed are the." Attractive, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You like, like <laughs> blessed are the models. <laughs> that that one got cut from the early manuscripts of the Bible.
2: <laughs> they found like a portion of it in in one of the early in manuscripts. the Dead Sea
1: Scrolls. Actually, nobody talks about in that. Eb thirty
2: four <laughs> or something like that.
1: <laughs> the actual first beatitude is blessed are the attractive. <laughs>
2: For, for they shall give us five stars. For they shall
1: walk the runway. <laughs> <laughs> this was supposed to be a deep meat. <laughs> deep meat. Um, uh, keep keep. Let, <laughs> so anyway, it back there. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Bringing it back. <laughs> that didn't help. <laughs> so the actual first two Beatitudes are blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn. <laughs> and we got Tucker going. I keep, I keep going. running them in my head. Keep, okay. Back done? on. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess maybe just you guys can weigh in first. Why do you think God cares so much for brokenhearted people, for the downtrodden why it's okay to not be okay you know it's it's colloquial and cliche mm. now but i think that there's something actually profound in it in recognizing that it's okay to not be okay and we don't have to always be like oh i'm good whenever someone asks you how you are or something why do you think god reiterates that throughout the bible
0: i think if i can speak tucker
1: Of course you can speak. But um, you have to speak closer to the
0: mic. We're so
2: egalitarian, we let them ask when they can speak. (laughs) 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 It's a bad joke. Anyway, Anyway,
0: I don't know, I think for me, just like, when I think about that, when you read the Bible and you Mm -hmm. look at the different prophets and people that God has called, he usually calls them to a pretty difficult life. Like, you look at the prophets and usually they have to give up, like, Ezekiel, literally his wife dies, and he's, like, not even allowed to mourn her, and, like, I think oftentimes when God puts a call in our life, there is a cost that comes with it where brokenness is just kind of part of it. And like a lot of times mourning is part of it. And so I think, I don't know, God's understanding of that. I think he's wants us to know, like, it's okay to be sad because I'm going to call you to something that's going to be hard that might make you sad. And so like, it's okay to feel that and feel the weight of like what I'm asking you to do. If that Mm. makes sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. I think also the Lord doesn't expect perfection of of human beings, right? I mean, that's the whole point, right? Is that I think that he anticipates our brokenness because he knows that we're broken, right? Our sin, like, perpetually holds us in that broken state. That's why we needed a savior, right? That's why we get Christ. I mean, it's, if God if God thought we could, like, do it, we wouldn't have Christ. There would be no Jesus. There would be no resurrection there would be none of that it would be just be
1: law and then us trying to get there trying
2: to get there exactly so i think that that's kind of the whole point right Uh, of of i mean i i'm trying to think of the right way to put it but like the the first stage is like just acceptance i mean you can't repent if you don't acknowledge your own sin Yeah. And, and sin, not meaning like you're doing a bunch of bad things, but it means we're just broken. Right. And then being grieved over that. Exactly. Yeah. I I had a really good thought about that because I've been thinking about this too recently. I'm so tired of like culture that perpetuates the, Oh, how are you doing? I'm good. Nice. You know, cool. Cool. (laughs) it's like, (laughs) that's just it. And that's just kind of something that I've seen. And I'm like, how can I change that? You know? And I think I've just been working on, on it on little ways. Like, If someone asks me how I'm doing, I'll think, you know, maybe I should be more honest this time and tell them like, oh, you know, it's been a rough week or, oh, it's been a really good week. You know, there's a lot of really good stuff happening. Yeah. Um, Oh, I'm really excited about this and that, you know, and not just letting those moments be, just not letting them be too, what's the word, like small talky.
1: Like a memorized Mm -hmm. wasted moment or interaction.
2: Because it always kind of feels like that. You know, It, it, it seems as if when we have those conversations, it's just like. We know what someone's going to say. We know how it's going to wrap up. And then we all go our separate ways at the end, yeah. you know?
1: But I mean, there are also those people who's like, how are you doing? And it's like, oh. and they're like, they're, <laughs> I know, I, I know that this person's just about to whine at me for a whole minute. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? like, But, but it's always bad for them. (laughs) You don't want to be that person either. And I don't know how you,
2: well, I think that that's more of like a self pity state where you want to be heard, but you don't really know how to express what you're thinking
1: and feeling. Almost like a victim mindset in a way. But yeah, in in a way. My worst week ever. Like, oh, pity me. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Totally. I think that that's just it. Like, it's not a, I'm having a rough week, you know, but here's other stuff going on too. Yeah. You know, it's it's, where, you know, they're not like seeking the the pity. Sometimes you can feel like the pity seek.
1: Yeah. I remember, I don't remember who it was, but I feel like I've known a couple people who will say like, and this is a good answer too, I think is like, oh, I'm blessed or I'm blessed more than I deserve. (laughs) Something (laughs) like that. Cause that's, I think that's true no matter what kind of day you're having. Yeah. You know, I had one other thought too, about why I think this would matter so much to God. I think God wants us to kind of have this like broken hearted or contrite mindset, because one, it it humbles us, Mm -hmm. and it makes us realize our vision or our expectation of reality is not how reality always goes. And emotions are a way that our bodies and our minds adjust to reality, you know? And, And so if I'm broken and I'm contrite, it's because I'm constantly in a state of submitting my expectations to God's reality and how things actually are, and so then you're in a constant state of being more humble and being more open and being more. Um, hey, I'm receiving what God has is sending my way, and I might not always like it, and sometimes that might break my heart. Mm. But but I'm here for it. You know.
2: And I think it's uh like from what you're saying, you don't see the problems in everybody else as often. If mm. you can recognize where you're at in your broken state, you're less. <sighs> You're less likely to put people or hold people to a standard that they can't achieve.
1: You mean like you're not judging other people? As you're
2: much? not judging other people yeah. as much, right? You're going to have a better grasp on reality. So okay. your standard for people in general is going to be a realistic expectation of people. And therefore, you're going to be less hurt by people who might fail you. Mm-hmm. And you're probably going to be more forgiving if they do
1: fail you. And I think that's just humility as well is like, you know, you can't be humble and judgmental at the same time (laughs) Mm. because to be judgmental, you necessarily have to think that you're above someone else. So, Mm. you know,
2: I don't know. Do you think that's an interesting point because I don't think that you have to feel or see yourself as above somebody else to critique
1: or at least that, you know, better than them
2: judge and they're not living I don't know. I feel like that might be a cultural take on the matter because I, I think that that's true in the sense that in what we see today. But I'm thinking through like Christ's response to, you know, first go take the log out of your own eye, then go talk to your brother. Right. Yeah. Like there's still a, a level of like we can hold people to a standard. I think that can get taken way too far.
1: I guess it depends on what you mean by judgmental and but how yeah. you go about it. And is, if so, for example, if I'm judging a heroin addict for being a heroin addict because their life could be so much better, they could have such a better life if they got off heroin, got out <laughs> of the streets, you know, that's one yeah. type of judgment that has their best interests in heart. But whereas if it's like, oh, I can't believe he's dressing like that or, or she's dressed like that and showing off her belly, like, she she doesn't she know that she comes off like a hussy. Slut. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like that's a different type of judgment on someone else. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: that's a word I haven't said in a long time. I used to say there's a joke with the boys, not with the boys, but like remember when that with was the like, girls a funny joke. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't.
1: Funny? I don't know. What kind with of people my, did you hang out with? Oh, s- Aspen.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it's just such a funny insult. It's like. Slut. <laughs> I
1: don't know. I've never said I that in my life. Like, I
2: just think of like some old lady that like sees the younger girl that like wears just that, like a crop top or something. And she's like, that's slut. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny to it's me. Such a
1: dirty sounding word. <laughs> I know.
2: Me. That's why it's so funny because it's like not super like gnarly, so, but it's like kind of tame, but not, I don't know.
1: I've I, never thought there was a tame word. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but anyway, well. <laughs> After that, now we can end the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Forever, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's just it. People have such a different approach to judgments, but also judgmental might be different than like assessing and critiquing a situation.
1: Right. Well, yeah. Let me think. So, I like a couple of my best friends who I know have my best interest in mind sometimes they might make judgments about things I do and be like this wasn't the best thing for you Ethan hmm. and I'll be like okay yep <laughs> that's yeah. right because I know that they best they have my best interest in mind as well mm-hmm. and they're trying to help me grow and but I don't know if I would call that judgment I would call that either constructive criticism or you know iron sharpening iron or or something like that
2: like they've made a judgment but they're not necessarily in the Understanding of the term now being judgmental, right? Because you don't feel like a condemnation from them.
1: Maybe a judgment on my actions and not on me as a person. Yeah,
2: exactly. Like they're assessing your actions.
1: Yeah, and it's like you fell short. You kind of acted like a chode here. Time to time <laughs> like to change that up. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That's such a bad one. Anyway, I'm done. This is the most (laughs) PG-13 podcast for Christians ever. (laughs) PG-13
2: Attractive Christians. (laughs) We're going to put that in the title.
1: Or in Australia, it's 15 plus. (laughs) Uh, From down under. Or maybe it's Canada. I don't know. Canada. Yeah. Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I did why I went. I went to Australia.
2: Suffered for the gospel. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was kind of judgy sounding. But <laughs> oh, it's funny.
1: who's being judgmental now? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, get wrecked, Tucker.
1: Yeah, so, so anyway, my tattoo for those of you who couldn't see it, I didn't mention it earlier. It says a broken and contrite heart, is all it says.
2: Oh, dude, you misspelled reminder. heart. It says fart.
1: Oh, shoot,
2: <laughs> a broken and Not contrite again. fart. <laughs> <laughs> We've entered PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: no. I got to get that fixed. I'm firing my tattoo artist. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Christians, I think, are called to be broken, humble, mm. broken hearted, And then the promise there in the, uh, uh, what's it called, Beatitudes, is that God doesn't forget about you and comforts you in those states as well.
2: Yeah. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall be comforted.
1: Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted.
2: Mourn, they will be comforted. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall.
1: For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. For theirs
2: is the kingdom of heaven.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's I'm pretty big. Them, a pretty I'm mixing big thing. them all up. <laughs> yeah, a pretty big thing. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Oh, you know what we should do for a future meet is the kingdom of heaven. Ooh, there's this guy named Back Scott, to the future meet. Scott McKnight just released a new translation of the New Testament. Hmm. It's called the Second Testament, and he translates the kingdom of heaven, empire of oh my gosh empire of something maybe it was empire of the heavens but it's just by adding that like more of a political twist to it kind of wakes you up a little bit and takes you back to how the first readers would have Hmm. read it interesting wow this is actually making a political statement here so it was really interesting anyways that'll be for a different day
2: we should we should hammer on that one yeah back to the future Meet.
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) sure so that's all I got for me. You guys have anything else?
2: No, but uh, huge shout out to Annie and Mark for supporting us like crazy. Annie, huge shout out to Annie's our super editor, Jules and Krista for hanging out in the studio. Yeah, yeah, Annie, I sent you stickers and they never made it. That's we'll sad. We'll send her more. We got to send more.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, she spends. I think she spends more time editing the the pod than we spend recording it. Yeah, so,
2: Annie's like a super beast. Yeah, Go goaded. Yeah. Annie is a boss woman. She's boss the reason girl. that
1: it sounds good. And she takes out all the squeaks and farts that you guys don't hear. Our <laughs> <laughs> broken and contrite farts. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, to be honest, it's mostly just jewels, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 <Damn>. <laughs> have a mic now so I can defend myself. Jeez.
1: Mm. I mean, you can, yeah, yeah you're just sure, making, a sense, you're making yourself sound more guilty.
2: <laughs> no, Jules doesn't it, fart. It's probably Ethan. Um, it. it actually is a probably Ethan more than anybody.
1: I honestly don't think I've ever farted in my life. Gassiest
0: man I've ever met.
1: <laughs> Gaseous or just uh, most liberal? Gaseous. And most expressive. You're a liberal?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You are your own planet.
1: A gaseous planet like Jupiter. Uh, Hey, don't. I don't know. Whatever. I don't care. I'm not ashamed. Be you. I'm not ashamed of the flames. (laughs) Anyways. Send us a like on TikTok. Send us a like on Instagram. A like. (laughs) Send send us a message on any of those. Gmail us. Yeah. Attractivechristians at gmail.com.
2: Seriously, hit up our TikTok. It's been popping off.
1: Okay. Our TikTok actually has been blowing up. The algorithm likes us. Yeah, we're getting there. We've sold ourselves to the algorithm. Shout out to anyone who found us via TikTok. Yeah, seriously. You're cooler than everyone else who's on TikTok. You're literally discovered us yet.
2: You're literally (laughs) seeing how culture can bring you to cool Christian things.
1: Yeah. Imagine if we were anti-TikTok.
2: We would not reach you.
1: We probably would be like six fans shorter. So (laughs) Yeah. So, thanks for listening. Do we co- Oh, YouTube, Attractive Christians. Um,
2: <laughs> you can always send us a Gmail. Gmails are super fun. Oh, have you checked and, it? Are you uh, checking it right now? Yeah, i um, pulling it up. Uh, so, Alan actually hit us back, and that was pretty cool. He, he gave us a little response and uh, said it was an honor. Uh, he's a couple weeks behind on the episode, so he'll hear this someday. Yeah. Uh, actually, that means that he hasn't heard when we uh, responded to it. Oh, he'll get there. So he'll have to catch that. We haven't seen anything else, but... uh, You see
1: what happens when you Gmail us?
2: Yeah, we read it out loud. (laughs) All right. Yeah.
1: Okay. Thank you, guys. I'm Ethan Renault.
2: I'm Tucker Lamping. Love you, bye.
0: I'm (laughs) Tules (laughs) Dyrood.
1: And And Krista Baker is also here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Love you, Bye. Can you remind me to grab the stickers because they're at the Kung Fu studio? Yeah. <laughs> what it's a so, statement. What I a <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> What a weird life we live. will be there tomorrow.